Welcome to Platypod, the official podcast of the Committee for the Anthropology of Science, Technology, and Computing. Here, we host dialogues and conversations about the theories, tools, and social interactions that explore questions at the intersection of anthropology and science and technology studies. This bonus content is a reading from Platypus, the Castag blog. Enjoy! Detangling Molecular Hauntings Hair as a site of preserving lived experience. Hair is a dynamic biological structure and retains great social significance for humans. Hair can grow on most external areas of the body except for the palmar and plantar surfaces of the hands and the soles of the feet. The number of areas where hair is most noticeable is also the most commonly coiffed, trimmed, shaved, or plucked. These areas include the face, ears, and head, eyebrows, legs, underarm, stomach, and pubic regions. As humans develop in utero into fully formed adults, hair growth signals hormone production, such as pubertal development, where secondary sex characteristics become more visible. Specifically for hair, it can be an indication that intertwines social identity, status, religion, economics, and politics. Throughout life, hair changes and reflects various human biological life stages. For example, healthy hair indicates youthfulness, color and texture can be a sign of ethno-racial ancestry, secondary hair growth on the body indicates puberty and maturation, whereas white or gray hair indicates advanced age or genetic predisposition. The socio-cultural significance of hair also makes it a site for negotiating and articulating social hierarchies. The ability to access spaces of professionalized hair care and styling become sites of reproducing class and racialized boundaries. Johnson and Bankhead observed that black women spend up to three times as more on hair care compared to any other ethnic group of women. People invest in hair care across various political, ethno-racial, religious, and economic groups, which makes hair an observable site for expressing identity. These learnings from the present are crucial to the understanding of hair in antiquity. While many people experiment with how they wear their hair, many black, indigenous, and people of color do not have that same privilege. Naturally tight, coiled hair can be worn and stylized in an exponential number of ways, such as an afro, braids, or bantu knots. This affects income because of systemic racist hiring practices that disproportionately police uh, black, indigenous, and people of color hairstyles while celebrating straightened hair in essence, more Eurocentric hairstyles. Regardless of how black, indigenous, and people of color wear their hair, wearing their hair natural is symbolic symbolic of self-acceptance and a rebellious act against hegemonic, racist, Eurocentric beauty standards. My own work engages with the relationship between stress and hair in the ancient Andes. Hair becomes a biological receipt that itemizes the socially embodied experiences during life and solidified in time at death. Even as affect associated with hair is not directly apparent in this context, the molecular examination of hair can tell us about the environmental and social ecologies in which personhoods are embodied. Hair has become important across time periods and throughout spaces, especially in the ancient Andes. Soft tissues rarely survive the archaeological record due to the preservation issues with soil acidity and organic materials breaking down during decomposition. Due to the environmental extremes in the Andes, natural mummification readily occurs, rendering soft tissues an aspect of analysis that other regions in the world cannot. Dated to the Middle Horizon, 600 to 1000 Common Era, 
A Wari Empire-style braided wig was recovered and donated to the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston in 1996 from a private family collection. Figure 1. The cap resembles a wig-like headgear that consists of naturally coiled camelid yarn-like fiber, followed by 50-centimeter series of interlooping human hair braids with the final 20 centimeters wrapped with dyed camelid fibers to create the Andean geometric patterning. While the exact provenience is unknown, it clearly demonstrates that hair was an important aspect of ancient Indian life. As we change and style our hair throughout life, the keratinized structure grows at a metered rate that becomes a biomarker solidified in time that retains our socially embodied lived experiences. Thus, the body, and specifically hair, become a biomolecular archive of pain, resistance, and trauma, as much as a center to illuminate pleasure and sensuousness. Examining the bones for trauma, pain, and other social forms of life haunt bioarchaeological research. Gordon reminds us that these hauntings are not simply just about the dead person that we study, but that these hauntings illuminate the social figure of the dead where their dynamic histories and subjectivities collide, creating their social life. Using ancient molecules such as hormones embedded in hair renders it possible to reconstruct the socially embodied lived experiences by inferring their psychosocial stress responses in the months leading up to their last haircut or death. Cortisol is produced in times of heightened perceived stressful events that indicate that activate that activate the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis, otherwise known as the HPA axis, to secrete cortisol and mitigate stress. This flight or fight response is activated when experiencing various situations such as pregnancy, abuse, political and social unrest, and Cushing's disease. Thus, using hair to infer the psychosocial stress of socially embodied lived experiences can help investigate stress in antiquity through a nuanced molecular lens. The molecular social life provides unique insights into individual lives which can empirically elucidate the embodiment of psychosocial stressors. Integrating these theoretical frameworks allow for a nuanced examination of social inequities within the imperial system, emphasizing the sociality of particular bodies that lived in relation to the empire. Bioarchaeological anthropology is uniquely poised to address the intersections between human biology and culture by weaving together ethno-historical, archaeological, and biological data sets to study human remains. Stress is defined as a physiological change caused by strain on an organism from environmental, nutritional, psychological, and other pressures. However, stress is a complex category which goes beyond measurable and direct cause-effect logics. Stress persists and accumulates across generations, transforming hair grown during life as a biomolecular receipt of our lives. Here, the body responds to the threatening external stressors by secreting the cortisol hormone, which, while beneficial in the short term, can have adverse health outcomes if experienced over a long period of time. As hair grows throughout life, the keratinized structure becomes a biomarker solidified in time that retains our socially embodied lived experiences up until the last cut. In my work with sacrificial contexts in the ancient Andes, the carefully choreographed selection of children brought direct benefits to the tributary groups who supplied them and created a climate of emotional illness. Whether these children were explicitly contrived or implicitly apprehended by those in control, emotional inurement creates a need that can be converted into allegiance to the imperial system. The body, and specifically hair, become a
biomolecular archive of socially embodied lived experiences that illuminate individual social lives in the months leading up to death. Building on these foundational concepts of embodiment, the uh, developmental origins of health and disease, and stress under the oppressive imperial structures, my research provides a broader understanding of ancient Indian human sacrifice under the imperial enterprise. Thanks for tuning in. If you have any comments and feedback, feel free to share them with us on the blog. You can find the link to the post in the description of the episode.